I love the classic underdog movie. They're my favorites. I've always enjoyed them. Ever since I was young, I can remember they were just my favorite movies. I loved watching, especially the ones based on true stories. The underdog who defeated every odd in the world and overcame every obstacle and went on to do something great and amazing. And most of all, I always felt inspired. Obviously, they're inspirational pieces. They inspire you. They make you feel like, I too can do anything. This person shouldn't have been able to do any of the things they did. And then they went on to go into the Olympics or they went on to win that match, that fight, that everything. And it always made me feel like life would eventually make sense. And just about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I started feeling under the weather and it was raining. And I thought, I need a good underdog movie. I need something to watch. And I turned Hustle on for about the gazillionth time. I needed something that was going to remind me I would get out of this funk. It was just a rainy, dark, cold day, and I was not feeling well. And I thought, oh my gosh, here goes my my workouts. Here goes my, my training, my skateboard training. We couldn't skate. It was raining. I thought, you need to pick me up. You need to be inspired. You need to know that this weather and this flu bug, whatever it was I had, will pass. And you will get over this and you'll get right back into it. And after I finished up the movie, I realized... I too can do anything. This whole skateboarding thing that I've gotten myself into, it's now my passion. And then the goal of skateboarding naked for my 50th birthday, which is in August, it's possible. I am sitting there comparing myself to this NBA great. In real life, he's an NBA great. And his passion was basketball. And he had this pretty tumultuous upbringing in this past and all of these things fused together to make him the greatness that he was and in my little mind I thought yes me too I've got this skateboarding thing I've got this naked thing I'm doing this and you know what it's gonna be awesome I'm Nikki Lynn Chase, and this is my podcast, Adult Chicken. It's about navigating life's unexpected. These are my stories. This is my adventure about being a single mom to two special needs kids. So after realizing I could relate to this six-foot-something basketball great (laughs) and realizing that's what the movie did to me, I started thinking about just my own passions. This guy got as far as he did, not because he was seeking out NBA greatness, but because he was exercising his passion. His passion was basketball. Sandler's passion is skateboarding. Mine has become skateboarding. My passion, I think, was being a performer. I love performing. When I was a kid, whether I had an audience or not, I always performed a show. And I always, and I didn't realize this until, again, the gazillionth time of watching Hustle, and identifying with the extremely tall six-something basketball great that he was is I didn't realize I was acting out or when I was performing these little shows with myself or with maybe one or two people watching probably just out of oh my god what is wrong with that kid I'd perform the underdog stories I have mentioned this before I believe in that I was obsessed with ice castles the skater who had a head injury skating and went blind and I would put a blindfold on or close my eyes and I'd roller skate with metal wheels around the asphalt. That underdog story, that stole my heart for years 
And then when I graduated out of the metal wheeled roller skates was when we got a trampoline at our house in our front yard. And I would literally every day, usually all day on weekends after school, I would perform this epic tale of I pretended trampolining was in the Olympics. And I came from this broken home and I had been an orphan and I was taken on uh, by this family. And then I, I might have been trying to figure out my, my own life and all the shit that went on with my parents. <laughs> trying to tell a more glorified Hollywood type story. But then I'd have these fake interviews with the pretend interviewers. And it would be all about my life and how I got to the Olympics as a trampolinist. And I don't remember what year, but trampolining actually made it into the Olympics. But there was a feeling that I could actually do that. I thought I was talented enough to be an Olympic trampolinist because here I had been playing and acting out and performing this whole, I guess, charade, if you will, for years. And I didn't make it to the Olympics for trampolining, and I don't think trampolining's in the Olympics anymore. But man, there there was a thought that I genuinely was going to go. When I was a senior, we went to uh, the East Coast. We'd gone to New York, and we also had gone to uh, Philadelphia. And when we were there, there were the Rocky Steps. And that was the only thing I really, really cared about doing. Well, I wanted to see a couple Broadway shows because of that performer in me in New York, but I really, really wanted to run the Rocky Stairs. I also, that was another underdog story that just got me. Well, got millions and gazillions of people I know, but I felt like I had that special connection with, with Rocky, even Adrian. And we get to the Rocky Steps. I just took it in. We ran up those suckers. Of course, we got the, the picture probably a trillion different people have of us at the top of the stairs. And I just remember closing my eyes thinking, you can do anything. You just ran the Rocky steps. As I'm reflecting on all of these movies and all of these, what I thought were just obsessions, it's the underdog story. And it's that feeling of you can do anything. So after the Rocky Steps, life went on. Then it was, uh, that uh, again, that was my senior trip. So then it's on to college. It's on to all the crazy that's happened in between then and now. And I get to this point in my life. My kids obviously give me a lot of material, if you will, in the underdog story. The youngest, Sandler, named after Adam Sandler, the producer of Hustle, <laughs> one of my favorite underdog movies. I think his story is the classic success story of the underdog story. I had that moment as a parent of watching him struggle in the sixth grade. He didn't know he was struggling. I just saw that it was either going to be the sink or swim. And I've mentioned this before in Alling Life's Obstacles. Found a, got him a skateboard, put him on that skateboard, and it was life-changing. And it's been our life for the last four years, I guess now, maybe almost five. And not so much just the activity, although everything about it has significantly propelled his cognitive, his social, his everything. It, it is actually done the same for me. I've always been into skateboarding. I think I was more into skateboarders when I was young. But I always perk up when I hear the, 
the sound of wheels on cement. And I, there's just something about it I've gravitated toward my entire life. And then when Sandler got into it and I saw probably a lot of the draw was the, the culture of skateboarding. I love that. I loved watching my kid time and time again, get on that thing, being so driven, I need to land this trick. And what I realized is it wasn't for anybody else. It wasn't for teammates, although it's the most camaraderie driven activity. It means everything when your friends are cheering you on and it's so supportive, the group of skateboarding. And I really wanted a part, I wanted to be part of that, but it wasn't until I stepped on a skateboard and thought, I get it now. And it was a few or maybe several months ago, I announced for my 50th birthday, I'd be skating naked. And so many people were like, why? Those that knew me well enough, I think, weren't surprised because it was just kind of a a Nikki thing to do. I mean, I have always been a performer. Again, whether I have an audience or not, I've always been a performer. I think the naked part might have thrown some people off, but originally it was I was going to skate vert. I wanted to be the girl from Free Fallen Video. I might have held on to that for eternity. I might have held on to that since the late 80s, early 90s. But I wasn't going to get there. After I broke my ankle, I knew that was way too much of a lofty goal. I do now still hope to get there, but I picked up skateboarding again after the long recovery of the broken ankle that I did, yes, skateboarding, and made this new goal, which was skating naked. The reason I made that goal and also announced it to the universe is for accountability. If I know that I have committed to something, I'll do it. And I also, if I'm committing to skating naked when I'm 50, I better one, know how to skateboard. Number two, I better be fit. I mean, I need to lift some shit up and I need to get some things tightened and fixed up. And if I've announced that to the universe and it's going to be an expectation, I'm going to honor that and I'm going to put the pressure on myself. And so once I put that pressure on, I thought, you better really learn how to skate. You can't just roll around and not know what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing. And it wasn't until I actually really put myself into skateboarding that I realized, oh God, this is my passion. Tony Hawk can do this and he's older than you. Not by much, but by a little bit. All of the skaters I know are mostly older than me. The guys I skate with are older than me. And I thought you can do this too. But the one key element I think I'd forgotten is I didn't grow up skateboarding. I grew up hanging out with skateboarders. I grew up snowboarding. But Technically, other than sitting on a skateboard and going down a hill, I've never done it. People who know me, I don't think were super surprised, but questioned why I would skateboard and why at this age I'd be picking up skateboarding. And then those who don't know me at all wondered, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you skateboard? And why in God's name would you do it naked? So I went to my gym and... I signed myself up for a few personal training sessions. And when you do that, you have to fill out you know, what your goals are, what the reasons are. <laughs> I get this guy and, oh, bless his little heart. He reads the goals and I, I explain to him that I'm going to skate 
naked. And I'm sure it took everything in his power not to burst out laughing when he first saw me. And I did these first few training sessions and I took pictures of myself. They weren't pretty. I wanted to delete them. They were awful. I weighed myself. Something else I don't like to do. I don't like to know how much I am, especially after a year of not being able to work out because of the broken ankle. But I started this journey and I started getting really into it. And I started understanding and relating and reflecting to these underdog stories of the commitment. Everything out there wants to take you down. A lot of people want to take you down, tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. And the more times I think I got the looks of what the fuck, why would you skateboard naked, the more I was like, oh, I'll show you for no other reason. I'm not going to go win naked Olympic skateboarding competitions, but I started getting really competitive with myself. I started telling myself, I can do this. I started training more. I started showing up at the gym more. I can't get enough. That's not true. I don't ever want to go, but the kids remind me and they come with me and they, they, they are holding me accountable. I have told them I'm going to do this. The, the funny thing is, is when people ask my kids, are you okay with your mommy skating naked? And they're like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's our mom. She's off. Like she's lived 10 minutes in our lives. You know, that's not the weirdest thing that she's ever planned to do. It's our normal. And I am passionate about it. I'm obsessed. I've gotten so into skateboarding. I've gotten into everything that goes with it though. A, a friend of mine gifted me a couple of lessons and taking lessons is kind of a, yeah, you don't really do that in the skateboarding world. But I took my first lesson and I thought, oh my God, I'm being taught fundamentals. I felt like I understood the psychology, the, the passion of my son Sandler skateboarding. I thought I understood it, but I didn't because it wasn't me. I was enjoying it. I was watching my kid progress. I was watching everything pro be propelled by skateboarding, but I didn't realize what it does to your mind. And when I took this lesson and started learning the fundamentals, I wasn't patient. I'm still not patient at all. In fact, fast forward to a few times of my lessons and he, he played <laughs> Guns N' Roses, need a little patience. He knows I'm not patient. But I hit this point and I, I started to realize with the skateboarding and the training, it all goes together. The harder I train, the the better at skateboarding I'm getting. I mean, it, it miraculously goes together. I've been watching skateboarding for so long that I thought I could just get on that board and be able to do what Tony Hawk does in until the wheels fall off. I think so many people think that about skateboarding. You look at it and you're like, ooh, big deal. Hop on a skateboard, I dare you. You are going to fall no matter what. You're going to fall. And you're going to be lucky if when you fall on your ass, you don't break something. It's not a matter of if you're going to get hurt. It's a matter of when. And I just want to get better. I want to get stronger. I don't want to fall as much. I, I want to reduce the risk of getting hurt, even though it will happen. And it does happen. But between the training and the skateboarding, I'm realizing, oh my God, this is it. I'm doing this. My passion is skateboarding. And I can't believe I'm discovering this at the ripe old age of almost 50. So I watched the movie Hustle. As I said, I was sick. 
it was raining. I needed a pick-me-up. I messaged my trainer, not my skateboard instructor, but my, my trainer. And I said, have you seen Hustle? You got to watch it. I know he's into basketball. I said, you got to watch it. And he said, yeah. And, and he knew I was not feeling well because I was having a rough week at the gym. And he said, watch Creed next. And I hadn't watched Creed. You know, I was into those Rocky movies. And then I watched Creed. And I got so into all of this. And I really started understanding the mentality of being so into these underdog stories. And, and then I watched Until the Wheels Fall Off again. And a week later, I see Tony Hawk in real life. And I realized he is a person. These are people. Most of these are based off of his was a documentary. So it's, it is a real story. And I thought, Nikki, yours is a real, <laughs> it's a real story. You are the underdog in this story. You are that person. You were that person that you were playing when you were playing the Olympic trampolinist. I've always pulled myself up from the bootstraps and said, oh no, this is going to be great. I've been that eternal optimist that I know often drives people nuts, but I always knew I was going to do something great. And even though skating naked isn't going to change the world, I feel like it's changing my world and it's doing such great things for me. My kids are seeing me not want to go to the gym. And then they remind me, no, mommy, you always feel better after you go to the gym. And then I'm going to the gym and I'm doing this workout based on getting stronger for skateboarding. And I thought that's just all in your legs. It's all in your feet. It's all in this. No, it's not. It starts with your mind for one. <laughs> for two, it's your upper body. It's your shoulders. I've never even had, I never knew I had muscles on in these body parts that I've been working out. And it's just a whole newfound experience. I've never worked out. I've never lifted weights. I've never done any of that. But I'm at the early stages of osteoporosis, which they say you must lift weights. That's the best thing for you. I even was told skateboarding is kind of good for osteoporosis because of the balance. And there's so much balancing. There's so many things that just go together. And it's interesting having a trainer and then a skateboard instructor. And then, of course, I have a therapist. You all know that I have a therapist. It all goes together. It's like a dance, which at two I'm incorporating into my into my skateboarding. And so what this has done for me, what my passion has done for me is it's helped me establish goals. I want to work towards something, which goes with each and every underdog movie I ever I ever saw. I didn't realize that. I wanted to win things when I played tennis. I wanted to win, of course. But now it's all, it's a competition with myself. Again, I'm not going to a competition. I'm not going to a contest of some sort. I'm in competition with myself and this is my passion and I'm living it and it's the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. And at my first goal is adult chicken uh, turns one in a couple weeks. And I ordered myself a dress because I thought you've done this for a year. You deserve something like that's my treat to myself. And I ordered a ridiculously expensive dress that I have no business having purchased, but I did. I bought it. I thought, you better look amazing in that thing because that's the most expensive dress you've ever had. That's the first goal. And then the second goal is in August, August 16th, when I'll be skating naked. So I keep making these goals with my trainer and also with the skateboard instructor. 
also with my therapist. See how these things go together? And they seemingly do. They all mesh because it's me. I'm the, I'm the vessel that's carrying these goals around. And then as I'm on a run with my trainer, he says, he says, I really think you can do a, a half marathon. I think you should think about doing it. And I thought, no, I, that's what I, I was training for one when I broke my ankle. You know, I had all these things going on and I thought, no, I don't want to do that. No. I thought, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? You need to set a goal so you don't get to your birthday at 50 and say, F it. You've seen the pictures. You know that you have the fluctuation problems. You're at that middle, you're middle age. Things are going to happen. If you don't continue having goals, where are you going to get? And so I set the goal to run a half marathon in November. And I never have felt more excited just about the new journey of just piecing all of the elements together, the psychological, the the fitness, the education it's giving my kids of you work hard to get something, you achieve it, and then it makes you feel so good. And so I'm I'm seeing the results of the hard work and this this transformation. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in not only physically, but I'm feeling it in my in my head, in my heart. I'm feeling the the piece of passion I think I didn't I didn't know I had the capacity to have. I thought my passion was raising my kids. I don't think that's my passion. That was my unexpected adventure. I didn't realize was going to be anything like it is. And it's a great adventure. But this whole passion, it's sort of a result of this life as my kid's parent. I had to figure out what I was going to do in a positive way. I think it could have gone one of two ways. I think I could have ended up on every drug in the world and also in the fetal position of a corner of a room somewhere. I think it could have ended like that. I think it absolutely could have ended like that. And I think I'm finally able to give myself the the props that I want to say I deserve because I didn't take that route, which would have been the easier choice. Instead, I chose, okay, let me make sure I've dialed in their their needs, their health, their happiness. And then the next step is to make yourself healthy and happy. And that is this next journey, this whole skate naked journey, which might just sound absolutely crazy. It is absolutely crazy. It's been the best thing I ever came up with because of the accountability factor. It's going to hold me accountable. I'm not allowed to cheat anymore. And I'm going to do this. And I'm so grateful to all those underdog stories. I'm so grateful for Hustle. I'm grateful for Rocky. I'm grateful for Ice Castles. And I'm really grateful for Until the Wheels Fall Off. And all of those underdog stories have been inspirational, motivating, and just constantly been in the back of my mind telling me, you can do this. You too can skateboard naked when you're 50, even though you've never skated in your whole entire life and you don't particularly like being naked anywhere. (laughs) So today's special edition is about a story that happened just this week, actually. I picked a day, I thought, we're going on a little field trip. We're gonna go to the pump track. And there's a pump track. What a pump track is, it's cement usually over bumps and you just pump it. I'd taken Sandler before. I couldn't skate at that time, but I had taken Sandler before and he seemed to really enjoy it. And I'd been hearing about it. It sounded fun. I've been getting really into my pumping. 
when I first felt myself do pumping right, I had that moment where I reflected on the girl from the free falling video and I felt the air. I felt the air. I think that's when I first realized skateboarding was my passion. Like, oh my God, this feeling is beautiful. I felt the wind, if you will, behind me. And so I wanted to go to a pump track because I've been trying to get better and better at pumping. And we hopped in the car spontaneously, went down south, and we met a couple of my skate buddies. So these older guys that I skate with met us down there. And I watched them go around. And they're kind of kids everywhere. I I first get down there, I thought, oh, shoot, they're doing it. And Sandler goes and races one of our buddies and... I'm thinking, I don't really know how to do this. And it's kind of intimidating because people are going fast. The the better you pump, the faster you go. And that's the idea of this pump track. And and if you stop, somebody's behind you. Imagine like a race, like a bumpy race car uh, track. That's what this is. Only you're on skateboards and you're controlling the board. And your speed kind of controls how you go around it. So I watch them go and I try it. And I don't get very far. And it's actually kind of terrifying. And then I try it again. And I stop and some guy is behind me and his he hops off. Thank God he didn't get injured. And his board comes flying at me, smacks me in the ankles. But I'd gotten a little further. And I apologize. And then I go and I start again. And I thought, I'll be damned. I'm not driving all the way here to give up on this. I'm going to do this. A couple more times, I get all the way around. And now I'm addicted. At this point, I'm like oh, I get this now. And I start thinking about what my trainer tells me during working working out, during all my millions of squats I'm trying to fit in during the week. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about what my skateboard instructor tells me. Use your whole body. I'm thinking about what my therapist tells me. Okay. And I'm combining all of them together. Then one of our buddies that we're skating with says, I'm going to time you. And I made it around the whole thing in like 53 seconds. Then I start racing against the clock. And I I can't, I don't want to stop. I thought if this was near my house, I would literally get up and do this every single day. I'm sweating. I'm actually practicing breathing. (laughs) Which a lot of times I'll hold my breath. I've always had so much anxiety. I often forget to breathe. And I'm breathing. And I'm feeling it. I'm starting to understand it. I'm using my whole body. And there is this other gentleman. And he looks honestly like the basketball player in Hustle, the main character. And the guys that were skating with, the older guys that were skating with, um, one of them had been a spot. He had been a Z-boy, which I don't know if, if, if you're familiar with Lords of Dogtown. He was a Z-boy, another classic underdog true story about the skateboarders, the degenerates of the world that become great, great skaters and honestly have made skateboarding what it is today, a lot of them. And with that said, he was giving me a lot of tips. Do this, tweak this, uh, go faster, uh, get up higher around that corner, this, that, and the other thing. And this six plus foot guy on a skateboard came over and started asking him for tips. And he had a foreign accent, which reminded me even more of Hustle, the guy, the character in the movie. And so he gets tips and I see that he's gotten himself around. And then he's kind of lined up 
sort of with our group and he keeps going. Towards the end, it's time to, to take off and we're getting ready to go. I could have stayed there until it was too dark to skate. I was having the time of my life. I was in a contest with the clock, so really in a competition with myself. And it was the most satisfying feeling I think I've ever had uh, and to date. And we get to the the departure time and this six plus foot guy at the pump track with this thick, heavy European accent comes over to me and he said in his accent, you inspired me. And I said, what? And he goes, I got here and I saw that you didn't know what you were doing. (laughs) I really do think he meant this as a compliment, but I wasn't real certain. I knew you didn't know what you were doing. And I thought to myself, if that girl can do it, I can do it too. Again, I am hoping he didn't mean if that old lady could get around that pump trick, I knew I could do it. And he might have meant that as well. But it might have been a little bit lost in translation. Never have I been more flattered that I had inspired somebody in my entire life. He gave me knuckles and, and that was it. And that's how our day ended. I thought, how in the world did I just inspire somebody? And I thought, you know how? This guy showed up, an older man so tall (laughs) he's looking at all these little kids they're just ripping around some of them are on bikes some of them are on scooters and then you've got the skaters that really know what they're doing kind of have to know what you're doing I clearly did not but by the time I had done it four times I figured it out and that's what he watched he watched in real life the underdog the old lady who's almost 50 who didn't know what she was doing at the pump track, figured it out and got around that sucker. I will be taking off next week to prepare for the anniversary of Adult Chicken and the anniversary episode number 42. So feel free to use that time to catch up on past episodes that you've missed or just take a breather and a break from me running my mouth. I will be returning for year number two. I think most people do it in seasons, but we're going with year number two. And... Please go on to adultchicken.com. You can catch up on all the latest episodes, read current events, as well as about us. You can also donate. All donations will go towards production costs and time that it takes to run my mouth and air all of my dirty laundry. All donations, $100 and over, you will receive an adult chicken hat like the one I have on. If you can't see me, it's a trucker hat with adult chicken logo, and it says adult chicken. I have found wearing this hat people ask inquire quite frequently so it's also a shameless promoting tool which i would appreciate very much if you would like to sport one around your town please like follow share subscribe i appreciate all of the support subscribe subscribe share and share and share again you can find me at adultchicken.com as well as youtube adult chicken Apple Spotify Podcasts, Adult Chicken, and also Instagram, Adult underscore Chicken. (laughs) 